You're listening to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast. Where you'll get proven strategies to start and grow your online business from in the trenches digital entrepreneurs. EntrepreneurIgnited.com. Launch your online business. Live your dreams. Now, here's your host, Derek Gale. Welcome to the Entrepreneur Ignited Podcast, a podcast designed to skip the hype, skip the BS, and bring you real actionable tips and strategies from real digital entrepreneurs to help you grow your business and income on the internet. This is your host, Derek Gale, and today I have a guest I've been looking forward to interviewing for quite some time. I met her quite a few years ago when she was she was working for a mining company in Perth, and since I met her, I've watched her transform her life, uh, You know, mo- moving from employee to digital entrepreneur in a completely new field, starting a business that allows her her and her husband now to travel the world, uh, really living that internet lifestyle. And I know that's a goal so many people want. So today she's the founder of realenergyfood.com. And that's a site that allows her to help other people boost their energy levels and improve their health through finding the right foods that work for their unique body. And today she's now working with clients all over the world while she's traveling all over the world. And so without further ado, I'd like to welcome Karen Wojcikowski to the show. Karen, thanks for being here. Oh, thanks so much for having me. Okay, Karen, I've never ever said your last name right. Was I at least close? <laughs> you were kind of close. Wojciechowski. Oh, Wojciechowski. Man, I, you know, no matter how many times you, t- it's such Wojciechowski. If Anybody listening could spell that and get it right. They should w- win some of some some kind of prize. It's an amazing last name. Uh, <laughs> totally. I used to be Hume. That was a lot easier. Oh, way easier. That yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've always just called you Karen W. I mean, even in my show notes here, I wrote Karen W. Because I mean, I'm just I don't even try anymore. So okay. <laughs> so Karen, you know, let's for our listener today, let's start at the beginning um, because I think your story is a total inspiration uh, to so many people that are, you know, listening to this and just starting down the road. Maybe they've taken the first few steps or they're thinking about taking the first few steps and and haven't yet. Because, I mean, you, you've you done it. You've gone from the employee to the digital entrepreneur. And now, I mean, you embody the internet lifestyle right now. I mean, you're traveling. Every time I talk to you, you're somewhere else in the world. Um So walk us through this. You know, how did you get started? What inspired you to take the plunge? How did you figure out your niche? And and walk us through this journey to what your business looks like today. Yeah, for sure. Well, uh, I actually, um, I started off as an environmental scientist, as you said, working for a mining company. So I um, I went to university, I studied environmental science, and I kind of thought that's, you know, that's what I wanted to do. Um, I did love, I always loved traveling, though. I did, while I was through, uh, while I was at university, I did, I'd do a year of university, and then I would do a uh, year of travel. I'd defer for a year and do a year of travel, and then I'd do a year of university. So I did always have the travel bug, but I, um, you know, I finished my degree and I was working for a mining company and then I took a trip to Vancouver, Canada and, uh, that's where I met my now husband, Mike. And, um, I lived there for a while and I was still, you know, working as, um, working as an environmental scientist. And although I, I loved a lot of the work I did, I always kind of, um, I don't know. I didn't, you know, I didn't really like the structure of, <laughs> of, of the nine to five of, of kind of, um, I always kind of like to do things my own way. And, and so I kind of, you know, I did start to kind of think, oh, you know, maybe I'd like to do something different, but I, I was still kind of happy, you know, working the corporate world. And I kind of, 
moved up the ladder and kind of got better at the things that I was doing there. Uh, and then Mike and I decided to move back to Australia. And then for the next kind of almost four years, Mike and I moved back and forth between Vancouver and Australia. So we'd have to quit our job. We'd get jobs and then we'd, you know, we'd work in those jobs and then we'd have to quit and then go back to Vancouver and then we'd have to quit again. Then we'd go back, <laughs> back to Australia. And I really started like thinking more and more how I could, um, you know, do something that was a bit, you know, that I could take with me rather than continually having to, you know, these employers weren't that thrilled that I kept, you know, working for a year and then I would change jobs. I did a lot of different environmental science jobs. So, uh, but Mike, you know what? Mike wasn't uh, wasn't super on board yet. And this is about the time that I found your program. I heard uh, you speak at, at a conference in Perth, and I signed up to um, to do your internet marketing program. And so I took that, and and then me and Mike actually went on a six month trip around the US and Canada. And so I was doing a little bit of this internet marketing stuff. I built my first website, um, which never really made a lot of money. <laughs> but uh, it got me kind of learning some of the techniques and some of the, um, you know, some of the tools that I would, I would use later. And then by the time we got back from this trip, Mike, um, you know, we went back to our full-time jobs and now Mike was a little bit more on board to really try and see if we could make the plunge to... Um, see if we could actually develop something online that would mean that we could go back and forth between, you know, at that stage we really just wanted to be able to go back and forth between Vancouver and between Canada and Australia because Mike's family was all in Canada and my family was all in Australia. So so that kind of fast-tracked that. We got to the point where we, um, you know, where we really wanted to give this a go and, and as I said, I'd kind of been been building this first site and doing some work on on learning as much as I could about um, about kind of you know building a business online, and so then we quit our corporate jobs and we moved to Vancouver, back to Vancouver, which is probably the most expensive city <laughs> in the world to start a new online business. Yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so, um, so that was two years ago now. So two years ago, we, we decided to say goodbye to the corporate world. We started um, building these businesses in Vancouver. And, um, and then I went back to study nutrition as well at the same time because that was something I was really passionate about. And I really um, started to get more interested in how the foods I was eating and, and kind of how to set up these, how, how I guess our lifestyle habits would affect, you know, everything, my mood, my energy levels, how I was able to concentrate. Um, and so I really wanted to take my business in that kind of direction. So I kind of started studying nutrition there too, right in the most expensive city in the, <laughs> in the world. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, that, I mean, that was two years ago and it, you know, it definitely, um, you know, it definitely took us a while to kind of really start uh, making our first, um, you know, our first income in terms of these businesses. And, uh, and, and I must admit, when we first got to Vancouver, we did way more mountain biking than <laughs> business running, which when you're first starting out does not help you make a, a whole bunch of uh, money online. Yeah, yeah, that definitely cuts into it. Now, 
just walk us through the business because I think this is this is a, a natural progression that I think so many new entrepreneurs go through. As you said, you started learning and you started a website in in a niche, and it never really did anything. But you learned learned a lot from that, um, and that that's part of the process. So walk us through this. So, what was your first niche? So my first website was howtomakeproteinbars.com and it was um, a website that just taught people how to make their own homemade protein bars. And so I sold a uh, 1995 recipe ebook on this website Mm -hmm. and I shared uh, my recipes with the people on the blog. Got it. And then how did that evolve and become what it is today? Yeah, well, um, I, I quickly kind of learned that it's difficult to make a full-time income just selling a 1995 yes. ebook. Yes. Um, and I also started to, um, I mean, I've, I've always been kind of interested in nutrition, but I must admit researching things for this website and learning how to like make all these new things I got even, and learning how to share this information with other people really kind of led into me Um, wanting to kind of study, like get a certification in nutrition so that I could help more people and then expand my offerings within that niche. So my next site I launched was um, realenergyfood.com, which is my business now. And the site has definitely had some facelifts over the last couple of years as well. Um, It definitely does, it it definitely progresses. You know, you you start off with one idea or, um, you know, I, I... start with something that interests me and and it's amazing how much you just get different opportunities or different things come as you kind of progressively mm-hmm. work on um you know work on the idea you have right now it it, it just progresses over time you, you get more and more ideas and more opportunities come to you that um that help it grow and, and I think that's such a key message here I want our listeners to hear, especially those people that are starting out. You know, a lot of people think, hey, I have to come up with a magical idea that's going to be my home run right away. And I can honestly say that probably 90% of the people that I've worked with, their first idea is not a home run. But it's that first idea and the process of developing that idea that starts to open these other doors that then leads to other stuff. And and that's sort of, I guess, I always say, you know, action creates opportunity. And, you know, I guess, had you just continued to do what you were doing as an environmental scientist, you would have never found your way, maybe you would have, who knows, but down this path to what you're doing today, right? Which is so cool. And I think so many people need to realize that you just need to sort of start getting momentum and try something. And then, as you said, you learn so much, through this process of building and it opens up so many other doors. A hundred percent. And it's amazing, you know, when I started, let's say, you know, when I I first started doing your course and we're doing, you know, find your niche and and organize, you know, and and build your first site. Um, And I I remember writing my first blog posts Mm -hmm. and a blog post, I used to have no ideas. I couldn't think of anything to write. (laughs) Even though it was a topic that interests me, I I couldn't think of anything to write. One blog post that was like 300 words would take me like two days. Take me forever. It was just, you know, I, I would struggle to, I was like, how do people come up with so many ideas? And then over time, I would write another one and another one. And I mean, now I've got too many ideas. I can't, I can't write all my ideas. I can't develop all my ideas. You know, I have to have a separate workbook for like ideas that I'm going to do like three years down the track because I've got so many things that would be so cool to work on. But I think exactly what you were saying, you have to continue with this 
with this action, you just have to keep kind of almost trying things or keep going and, and it progresses into, you know, more ideas come to you or, or as you said, more opportunities come and that take you in a direction that maybe, you you know, you couldn't have thought about when you started. Mm-hmm. And, and and the other thing I would really like to highlight about your journey is the fact that you went into a niche that you weren't, that wasn't your, <laughs> that wasn't your expertise at all when you started out, right? And over the period of three years, you've now immersed yourself in it, you've created a business in it, and you've established your expertise in it and have grown your expertise and knowledge through uh, resources, education, and learning, right? Because I think so many people start off and go, well, yeah, it's interesting, but I'm not an expert. And... and so describe the learning part. Like, how did you totally. how how did you go from where you are to you know what were some of the things you did? Yeah, because um, I I did it. environmental science is very different from um, <laughs> from nutrition. I'm a, I'm an integrated nutrition health coach now, and um and and it is very different. And I think you know being and and I've definitely had times where I have kind of almost thought, oh, am I, you know, am I expert enough? Do I, do I know enough? But you really need to um, know enough or have enough knowledge to be able to help the person that you're, you know, you're trying to help. You know, like I, um, I studied at the Institute of Integrative Nutrition and um, that's a health coding coaching certification course that um, you know, it has a whole bunch of nutrition information and, and, you know, a whole bunch of great stuff. And so then that's uh, all I need to do really is take that and be able to share it with somebody who who doesn't already know that information or or apply that to be able to help somebody, you know, improve their health, improve their energy, um, you know, ha- you know, get the, I guess, get the results they want. So you only really need to, you know, I, I might not be able to, you know, be the nutritionist for a you know, nutritionists. You don't have to know more than other experts. You just have to know more than the people that you're trying to help. Yeah, and, that, and that's such a that's such a key message when you're getting started because there's, I think a lot of people lack confidence to go forward because they go, I'm not an expert. And the question I always like to throw back is, what is an expert? Right? Like it's, it's yeah, you know, it's kind of one of those vague things where people are like, well. I don't know, you know, I mean, it's, you know, but what is it to be an expert? And as long as you have that knowledge, you can help people that need it. Great. You can get started with it. And then you build as you go, because I mean, I'll ask you, you know, I know the answer to this question, but you know, when you started in this niche or even six months into this niche, did you know as much as you know now? Oh, of course not. Yeah. So, So, I mean, now, I mean, your knowledge has grown and grown and grown and your expertise is going to evolve over time, which is, which is absolutely fantastic. And, uh, so uh, now let's talk about some of the challenges you faced along the way. I mean, as you were starting up, what were, if you had to sort of rewind through the timeline, what were some of the, the big obstacles and challenges or what was the number one thing that you ran into and, and had trouble or was challenging for you? Uh, I think um, I think one of the things in hindsight that I would have maybe uh, put some more thought into or maybe, or maybe done a little different was really um, – maybe start to validate some of the ideas that I had or maybe maybe build a bit more of my business. I mean, I had um, before I quit my job, <laughs> I guess is what I'm trying to say. So I had kind of like built this first business, but, you know, maybe I'd made a couple of hundred dollars. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then I was like, oh, no, it's okay. I'm going to quit. And we're going to, as I said, move to Vancouver. And it's going to be awesome because we're going to like make all this money online. And, um, you know, I, I just think that if you – and for me, it, it took a little bit of um, – it was like a little bit of a shock to the system to really take that cut in 
earnings. You know, I didn't, yeah. I thought I would be able to adapt to it a little bit better than if I'm honest, I kind of did in that first few <laughs> months. So, you know, the more people can kind of do that side hustle where they kind of build whatever they can, you know, if, if that is something that, um, you know, if that is something that you're looking to do where you are looking to kind of transition into full time working on your business, if, if, you know, you can do whatever you can before you, before you quit your job, I think, um, I think that takes a little bit of the pressure off. Uh, absolutely. And I love the term you use there, side hustle, because um, that, that does describe it. In fact, I watched a, a, a video, uh, one of Gary Vaynerchuk's videos. Uh, so it was a, a few months back. And, and it was exactly somebody asked him the question, you know, what do you recommend that I do um, you know, I, uh, to start a business? I don't have anything right now. And, uh, you know, I mean, that's one thing I, I like about Gary Vee is he's, well, he, you know, he's, he's pretty pragmatic. <laughs> he's going to tell it how it is. <laughs> how yeah. it is, and, and he'll drop a few F-bombs along the way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, and I mean, basically he said, look, if you want to start a business, don't go out and quit your job today and, and roll the dice on everything. It's a hell of a lot easier to build something when you have a little bit of cash flow backing that up, and that takes some pressure off. But what you need to be prepared to do is, as you called it, the side hustle, which is to to in your spare time, using that as effectively as possible to build something. And I love the way he positioned is he said, look, go out there and find a job that's a nine to five, pays you enough money that you can live off of, maybe gives you a little bit extra, but it doesn't require a whole lot of extra brain power or, you know, after hours kind of commitment and stuff like that. So, you know, a kind of job, you can do it for eight hours, make your money, go home and, um, and then focus on it. And then he took that a step further and said, hey, find a job that, you know what, you figure out how to do it in four hours and spend the other four hours working on your business, right? (laughs) So I I I mean, you know, it was brilliant because I mean, I think a lot of people wonder that is, should I quit my job? Should I go all in? And, uh, you know, I've, I've coached so many people. I'm like, look, don't, you know, don't put yourself in an in a in a financial turmoil. It's easier to start a business when you have a little bit of cash flow going, um, yeah. to back you up. So I think that's that's a pretty uh, pretty important message there. And uh, and then also I think the underlying message is don't go somewhere where the mountain biking is really good because when you're supposed <laughs> to be working on your business, you end up going mountain biking too much, which may have been a little bit of a setback as well. Correct? Or or spend your buffer money <laughs> on new mountain bikes. That's yeah. There's that too, right? Yeah, totally. <laughs> uh, well, you know, the other theory is is burn all the bridges. <laughs> yeah, that's, and then you're forced to make it happen. You know, that's, that's, yeah, 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 yeah. You know, totally. and, I, and you know what? That strategy did work in the end. Yeah, but um, but yeah, you know, if I if I could uh, suggest the side hustle, it's <laughs> it's it's maybe a uh, yeah an easier way to go. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Well, now let's let's go through your timeline. When did you? look at this and go, ah, okay, I've, it's working. And you know, what was that moment? What, where were you in the process? Cause I mean, I, I mean, you're still, you're still a young business. You're still growing. Right. Um, but when was that moment where you sort of went, phew, I don't have to go get a job again. Yeah. I think, um, you know, the first, it, it was definitely winter <laughs> once we'd gotten through the summer and the mountain yeah. biking. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so um, uh, we really kind of knuckled down once once it hit winter, and um, it wasn't until so we quit our uh, corporate jobs in uh, in June of uh, June two years ago. So that's June two thousand fourteen. Yeah, um, and um, 
and it really, you know what, it, it really took us, it really took us at least six months to really start bringing in uh, really much at all. Mm-hmm. And then um, throughout that next, you know, that next few months, I guess, after that, that's when we started to make a little bit more consistent income and stuff started to come through. And so, um, you know, I would, I would say in between that kind of six to nine month period, we started to think, oh, you know, again, we're not making as much as we, you know, replacing our corporate jobs or anything, but we're just getting enough where we're like <laughs> paying expenses and we're kind of, you know, making it work. Yeah. Yeah. Fa- mm-hmm. Fantastic. So yeah. now how do you, how do you structure your life right now? Cause you're working, you're traveling. What does the average day look like? Yeah. Average. It's yeah. There's not really an average day anymore, but in saying that we are getting way better at, um, at kind of structuring our day a little bit because, um, we're now in Poland. So we're spending this summer in Poland. And the last two years we've lived in, um, we've traveled through, you know, lived in and traveled through the US and Canada and Australia and Thailand. We went and spent five months in Chiang Mai, which was amazing. And mm-hmm. um, we traveled to Vietnam. And now, as I was saying before the show, you know, we've done, um, you know, we spent some time in Spain and Portugal before, before arriving in Poland. But one of the things we have kind of really started to do is stay stay in one place for a longer amount of time so that we can still set up a bit of a routine. Mm-hmm. And so, um, you know, we tend to we tend to be really uh, we spend, you know, a, a chunk of time where we really just, you know, we we work you know, we kind of work really long hours. We get a ton of stuff done. We kind of schedule things in, we get stuff all ready and then we'll end up, we'll we'll go and do a trip. We'll go and see a different part of the country or we'll go and, you know, we'll go spend a week in a new place and, um, you know, we'll go check out a new, a new town or a new city as we're kind of traveling around the world. So we do definitely like to kind of set up, um, you know, set up a bit of a routine in our, wherever we are Mm -hmm. so that we can, be productive because we really we started in the beginning one of the things we did do is we moved around kind of too much like we kept moving and and we found it hard to really be super productive and get things done so we kind of find it better now to kind of you know have some work time like do a chunk of stuff whether it's you know spending a bunch of time in one place and then and then doing little side trips from there Mm -hmm. yeah and I, i think that's 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 so important to, to, as you said, I think one of the key things is routine, right? And wherever you are creating routine, because without routine, I think it's very difficult to have substantially sustained productivity. And, yeah, I agree. Uh, and so, you know, I, I mean, as you said, you know, you went to Vancouver the first time, you just end up mountain biking a lot, right? So creating those, those, those routines. And, and what I like that you said there as well, which is good for the listeners, is big chunks of time where you, you go at it really hard. And, and I'm wired that way too. I like to go, you know, focus on a project and, and put in a whole bunch of time and then recharge. And, and, yeah. and, and I, I, for me, I find that a more productive way to work than just trying to grind out eight hours a day. You know, that's, just, yeah. it just doesn't work for me. Right. So I think that's, that's a lesson I think a lot of listeners can take is as you start to become an entrepreneur, particularly when you have this type of a business that doesn't have a, you know, an office and people coming to it and you don't have to work the nine to five, you can now create a schedule that suits your lifestyle and you're, you're becoming more productive that way. So yeah, 100%. Yeah, so uh, let's talk a little bit about your business today because I mean, you know, this is this is the other challenge I see with a lot of new entrepreneurs that are getting started is I mean there's there's just so many 
directions you can go. And, you know, every time you check your email, there's a new, the new hottest thing you need to be doing, whether it's, you know, Snapchat, Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, uh, you know, whatever, whatever it is, um, there's somebody telling you, you need to be doing this, right? So, you know, where are you focusing your time? How are you generating leads to your business? What does that look like? And, and, uh, where are you having success right now? Yeah. So, um, so in my business, I, um, I do, I guess, as you said before, I do one-on-one coaching. I've got group programs. Um, I also do some consulting and to be honest, especially when I started kind of in this, um, nutrition, you know, this nutrition area, like starting out my coaching program, starting to launch my, um, my different offerings, um, personal relationships. So, well, online, but personal reach outs online to my network. Uh, it's amazing how many people I, I've kind of reached out to people on LinkedIn and people through Facebook, um, just to kind of touch base again with old connections and let people know what you're doing now. And also in um, through kind of connections in Facebook groups, you know, especially um, some of the paid Facebook groups that I'm in, like paid programs where they've had a Facebook group. You know, some of my first clients um, I got uh, when I first started out was kind of from some of these Facebook groups where I was just active in them and kind of, um, you know, almost got to know these people without, got to know the other people in the group, um, you know, without meeting them in person, but they start to see you as kind of more of the health expert expert in this group, especially a couple of them were kind of business ones. And so there wasn't necessarily, you know, too many people that were kind of doing a similar thing to me. And so I started kind of being seen as the expert in that area, you know, within this group. And so just making sure that you're, um, you know, adding lots of value where you can and kind of just being seen, seen as the expert in these Facebook groups was something that really helped me when I start because, I found that, especially, you know, at the beginning, you know, leveraging the personal connections that you have um, is really one of the fastest ways to kind of, you know, start to, these people already know you to be able to, you know, start getting your client base so that you can get referrals from there um, was really big for me. And, you know, that's, that's interesting. You know, I've done so many interviews now and I've talked to so many entrepreneurs. And what I find is that's a common message when people are getting started. Um, one of the fastest ways is to start leveraging a network and, and starting small like that and, and building uh, your authority. It, and one of the things I hear a lot is Facebook groups, right? Participating yeah. in those Facebook groups contributing value to those Facebook groups and a byproduct of that contribution is now uh, increased credibility and authority, which you can then leverage into starting to generate clients. And I think, you know, it's an interesting, um, particularly in the niche that you're in, you're in the, in the health niche, right? And health, uh, yeah. I, I think you'd agree is probably pretty competitive, right? There's a lot, yeah. of, a lot <laughs> of people in the health space. Um, yeah. and, and so, you know, A, you need to find a niche within there, but I think what happens is a lot of people starting off, they look at the health niche and then they, they look at, uh, you know, the really big players in there. So let's, let's call like a Mercola, Dr. Mercola or something like that. And they yeah. say, Hey, these guys just put up a sales page and people flock to it and buy. So I'm going to create a product. I'm going to put up a sales page and people will flock to it and buy. But they don't have that 
that that credibility. They don't have that um, critical mass of 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 a brand that people understand, know, and reach. Um, yeah. And so, you know, the process. It, that you're taking, I think, is such is such an important one. Um, and the steps you're taking is such an important one for people that are going into particularly more competitive niches. You know, assuming that you can go in and model the guys that already have this uh, massive expertise and credibility right away is is a little misleading because. Yeah. You know, you start off as you're starting off and you start building that credibility, you start building that authority, you start building your network. And then over time, that's going to gain momentum and start to snowball as, you know, word of mouth spreads. And, and then eventually down the road, what that turns into is the ability to, to sell, let's call it sell products on more on autopilot, right? Um, but, totally. but, but too often I hear entrepreneurs that they want to skip this whole section, right? They just want to put up a, you know, p- put up a, a buy now button and have people just come in and, and buy all their products, which, you know, I, in particularly in the more competitive niches, I think you need to take the steps that you're taking. And I, and I think, so for all of our listeners, I think there's a, a really valuable lesson to be had here. And, uh, because uh, you're doing it in a, in a competitive niche. And speaking of competitive niches, do you have a specific niche that you're focused with on within the fitness market? Like, how would you describe that? Um, I focus on helping people, uh, I guess, that want to increase their energy levels. So I really focus on talking a lot about um, energy as a marker of health rather than maybe something more like weight loss. Mm, okay. Um and that's kind of the, um, I guess that's kind of the area that I tend to focus on. Got it. So you're you're not looking for you know people with specific ailments. Or specific, you're looking for people that are saying, "Hey, I need more energy. I have low energy. That is your, that's your sandbox." Yeah, I've got I've got kind of two. I guess um, that that's my sandbox. But I, I guess within that, I've I've got two kind of what I call um, well, two of my ideal clients, and <laughs> they are. They are kind of different, I guess, but they're the two people that, uh, the two types of people that have seemed to be attracted to me the most and that I tend to just end up um, always working with. And to be honest, that's kind of how I have worked out that these really are my ideal clients. Like over time, I, I found that um, really figuring out my ideal client was, was a little tricky in the beginning, actually. And so mm-hmm. the, the first one, I guess, is somebody who um, I, I focus on energy with them, but they're kind of somebody who's already interested in health. They are... Um, you know, they're already, you know, relatively healthy, but they kind of just want to, you know, either get back on track because they've kind of, um, you know, lost momentum or they want to, um, you know, really increase their, you know, they want to get more energy so they can get more done throughout the day. They might be, you know, really busy people that are just uh, are quite healthy, but they're just tired all the time. They need those extra tweaks and that extra accountability to take them to the next level. Mm-hmm. And the other group of people is kind of the um, yo-yo dieters. So people that have kind of tried things um, like diets and and different kind of more traditional, I guess, um, advice in that case. And I kind of take them from looking at, um, you know, from focusing on that to switching to kind of focusing on on other health markers and all the things that I kind of teach them to do and the way I kind of work with them. They, you know, they end up losing weight anyway, but it helps them kind of take the focus from this diet mentality. Got it. Okay. So I, I think, uh, again, another valuable lesson there and something you said that I want to point out to our listeners is it was difficult to identify your ideal customer when you first got started. 
And yeah. I, I think that's common, right? You know, when you're starting a business, everybody wants the perfect plan. They want to know, you know, who my customer is. Will this work? Is it? And there are no guarantees. And there's a lot of gray, <laughs> it's a lot of freaking gray area when you get started, right? And so, uh, yeah. you know, so you take your best guess and say, okay, based on what I know, here's who I think my ideal customers could be, and I'm going to start targeting that. And through this journey, um, you're either going to find out you're totally wrong and <laughs> And you will find your right customers or you, you'll quickly figure out who in this group are the best customers. But, you know, that's I love what you're saying there because I know a lot of people that are listening to this can relate to it. They're like, well, I, I, I'm not really sure yet who my ideal customer is. And I guess my message is, is the good news is, is keep doing what you're doing and you're going to figure it out. And 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 that's so key. And one of the things that I'd, I'd love to point out to what you just said there was um, – one of your key clients is people that have already taken an interest in health. And I think there's another lesson there for our, our listeners is when you're looking to, when you're getting started, you want to go after the customers that are the lowest hanging fruit, that are going to be the easiest to convert. So I think in your case, Karen, you could, you're going after people right away that have already taken an interest in health. They're already healthy. They're just looking for ways to be more healthy or get a different level of health. So you don't have to sell them on being healthy. That's already been done. You just need to now move them to your your system and how you can help them be yeah. more healthy. And so for everybody listening, I think that's always an important question to ask when you're first getting started. Okay, you know, in, in let's say health, for example, you have this whole spectrum of people that are unhealthy and don't know it. Uh, to the people that are healthy and just want better health and then everything in between that. Going to the beginning and trying to sell people that are unhealthy and really don't care about being unhealthy that's yeah. be, that's that's it's your hard heart sell. it's a hard <laughs> sell right they don't give a rip right um <laughs> you know yeah. so you know figuring out okay where's the low-hanging fruit and and starting there and then building out from that is so key which is exactly what you're doing and i think that's that's really valuable so now i'm not going to let you off the hook without at least one health question though so Entrepreneurs, we are notorious for um, abusing our bodies in the sense of, you know, pushing them, pushing them, pushing them with long hours um, and, and, you know, energy is, uh, I mean, it's so valuable. So, you know, if, if you could send one message to our listeners of entrepreneurs, what would be the, what would be the, the most important message you would send for helping them to increase their energy and be more productive. Give us, give us something we can take. <laughs> yeah, well, look, one of the first ones is to think about your, um, these things you're doing for your health in terms of the, them being a business activity. So, you know, eating right or eating, you know, adding vegetables in or, you know, exercising. Think of them actually, you know, as a business activity. You know, there's a lot, there's a bunch of research. I'm going to throw some stats at you on um, healthy living and productivity. And productivity, especially if you're somebody who's trying to do a side hustle, like you need all the energy and the productivity you can get. So, um there was some uh, research done from the Health and Enhancement Research Organization who 
um, showed that people that ate healthy foods all day long were 25% more likely to have higher job performance. Um, they were 20% more productive. And people who ate healthily and regularly exercised were also absent from work 27% less and performed 11% better at their jobs. So especially if you want 20% more productivity, it's it's kind of all the simple things that you kind of know you should do but sometimes struggle with. So, you know, I, I like to say that the five things to really boosting your energy is um, you know, real food, just add in some real food. Even if you're not cutting out the other stuff, just adding in some um, some healthy greens, some healthy fat, some real food. Drink water. Everybody forgets to drink water. Just, um, you know, set a timer, put it by your computer, get some water in there. It's amazing how much being dehydrated uh, sucks your energy. Um, exercise, you know, get some movement. Exercise doesn't have to mean... Um, you know, you're at the gym, uh, you know, for two hours every day or anything, just see where you can move in between, um, in between getting your work done, you know, try and walk to work or get, you know, get a seven minute workout in or do something, um, you know, do something just to get in some extra, some extra movements, get a fit, you know, a Fitbit, get a tracker so you can see how many steps you're getting in. Anything like that kind of will just help boost your energy levels and improve your productivity. And then the other two are sleep and stress. And they could be a whole nother podcast episode. So I'm just going to say prioritize, uh, you know, prioritize getting some sleep um, as much as you would these other health things. It's amazing how much we don't value straight sleep, but it's kind of one of those, um, one of those undervalued health hacks that actually really can, can help improve your health. And, um, and, you know, see if you can do a couple of things, you know, e- each day or each week to, to reduce your the impact that stress has on your body, whether that's meditation or yoga or or kind of whatever works for you. And you said something there that was absolutely brilliant that that so resonated with me, and I just made a note to start doing this: is treat it like a business activity. And 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 that's uh-huh. that's it. It is, it is right. Like because yeah. at the end of the day, if you know, I mean, if I'm 20% more productive, imagine, imagine how much more I can get done. But again, you sort of have your personal stuff and health over here off on the side and business is sort of the big focus. And when we're focused on business, all that other stuff sort of goes to the side. But if you integrate that and make it part of your business activities, you know, scheduling and stuff like that, that that's a, a brilliant way to position it and make it an integral part of what you're doing. And it's going to pay dividends. No, no doubt about it. Well, totally. I mean, as you said, 20% more productive, that's that's 20% more of your time there that you can go, you know, spend exercising. I mean, Richard Branson actually says that exercise is his number one productivity hack. Yeah, hands down. Hands, yeah. Yeah, yeah. and it, it, as is mine. If I don't exercise for a few days, I'm, in a, I'm just in a fog and my yeah. productivity just plummets. And, uh, you know, in the world of entrepreneurs, um, you know, ADD is, ADHD is so prevalent. Um, you know, if you go to any entrepreneurial conference, I think half the people yeah. there are ADD. <laughs> yeah. uh, and, and, and so, you know, it, it's exercise. I mean, anything aside, exercise is so key for your ability to focus and your ability uh, to be able to sit for long periods and focus on, you know, very uh, intellectually intensive tasks. So, yeah. uh, no, that's fantastic advice. And I love that. Make it a business activity. So now... Uh, this has been a fantastic interview. And before we wrap up, do you have any just 
final words of wisdom. You're someone who's you, you've made it over the hump. It's you know you're on your way. Um, you've been through the challenges. You know the scars are still fresh, <laughs> the wounds are still fr- <laughs> st- still fresh, um, and not just from falling off the mountain bike. What what uh, what words of wisdom do you have for our listeners who are just starting down this path? Uh, you know, find find some like minded people. You know, uh, find some people that you can talk to about your online business journey because. Especially if you you know get to the stage where you are doing it full time, there's there suddenly is almost less people around you. You know, not so many people that you might have hung around with before are doing this kind of thing, and so making uh, you know making friends with people that are like minded and are doing similar things has just been so helpful for me to kind of especially to bounce up on those times where you are like, oh, you know, was that a really uh, you know, was that not the smartest idea to quit my, you know, good mining job and <laughs> launch, a, launch a business? And, you know, like they're the people that go, no, this is, you know, this is why you told me that you did it. This is, you know, keep going. Yeah. So I think finding community or even just, you know, finding a, a mastermind, one, you know, accountability person, just, um, you know, some someone that you can or, or, you know, a group of people or that you can kind of bounce ideas off and, and kind of go through this together has uh, definitely helped me. And that that's a that's a huge um, piece of wisdom that you just shared there, because especially as a digital entrepreneur, it can be a lonely journey if you isolate yourself from other entrepreneurs because it's totally. you you and a computer right and, <laughs> for like a long time <laughs> yeah for a long flipping time and and yeah and yeah. and and uh, you know the little voices in your head you'll start to second guess yourself sometimes and go what am i doing and and, and you will yeah like at some stage, you will oh Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, I shared a graphic, and I mean, I think you may have seen it. I, it was a few months ago, um, and I shared it with one of my Facebook groups of my members, and it was the, you know, the emotions of being an entrepreneur. And you know, I mean, oh, yeah. it goes from <laughs> yeah, this is the best life ever to you know, twenty four hours later, why am I doing this? I hate my life. To woo, you know, it, it's such yeah. an emotional roller coaster, and to try and go that alone is tough. But that's why, uh, you know, I think. Entrepreneurs are a whole, as a whole, are relatively uh, uh, giving, sharing people that you know with other entrepreneurs. They're willing to to sit down to discuss, to give opinions, and and in every city around the world, if you go to like Meetup.com or start looking around, you're going to find networks of entrepreneurs that you can participate with. So, um, I think that's a great piece of advice. And uh, now, before we wrap things up, uh, Karen. Uh, you know, if people want to get in touch with you, if they if they need more energy specifically, where do they find you? Where can they follow you? Where they can they connect with you? Uh, the best place to connect with me is in my uh, my own free Facebook group. So you can just come along to realenergyfoodgroup.com and that'll take you straight to the Facebook group. And I'm in there every day um, answering questions and, and connecting with people. So uh, come across and say hi. Absolutely. And I'd recommend it. I'm part of that Facebook group and Kara's always posting yes, really good are. stuff and, <laughs> and, uh, and keeping us motivated on our, on our track for, for more energy. So there, Karen, thanks so much. Uh, it was a wonderful chat today and I know our listeners have gotten so much out of it. Thank you so much for your time. Uh, thanks so much for having me. Awesome. All right, everyone. That was a digital entrepreneur, Karen W. I'm not even going to try the last name again. And as always, any links mentioned in the interview will be included in the show notes, along with the entire transcript of this episode. And you'll find it 
as always, at entrepreneurignited.com forward slash podcast. And if you haven't done so already, remember, you can have all the episodes automatically delivered. All you got to do is subscribe. So just head over to iTunes, search my name or Entrepreneur Ignited, click subscribe. Or if you're an Android user, you will find us on SoundCloud and on Stitcher Radio as well. And so now it's time to take the tips, the tools, the strategies you've learned here today and apply that final essential ingredient to making them work for you. And that ingredient is action. So go forth, take action, apply what you've learned, and stay tuned for more info-packed episodes of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast. This is your host, Derek Gale, signing off. Thanks for listening to another info-packed episode of the Entrepreneur Ignited podcast with Derek Gale. For links to all of the resources plus an entire transcript of this episode, go to entrepreneurignited.com slash podcast. Make sure you never miss another episode. Subscribe now on iTunes or SoundCloud.